Hey guys, welcome to our very first episode of the Coaching Eagle Show. Me and Lamont decided, you know what, let's switch it up this year. Let's, you know, give more content dealing with the Coaching Eagle Strictly. And with this, that moving forward now, I want to give you more content, you know, stories behind you know, Indianapolis and this story today with, you know, the three-year anniversary of Andrew Luck retiring. So that being said, Lamont, where can they find you at? And explain, you know, what do you want to see the Coaching Eagle Show to be in the, in the near future? Oh, you can find me at Cultural Talks on Facebook. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all that. And <clears throat> this show is going to be more in-depth based on each other's teams. Uh, when injuries happen, trades, any big moves, we'll break the news. Uh, Kevin will give his take on the Eagles. I will give mine on the Colts. So you'll be getting two different aspects. And you won't have to sit through the whole NFL. If you're an Eagles fan, you're a Colts fan, you could tune in. We do plan to have, you know, uh, a show for like other NFL information, but this is just going to basically be us giving the fan base what they need and what they want. Consistency and our thoughts. No, no, no hose bars, you know, RDM. Yes, sir. And before we start, guys, as always, hit that subscribe button. We're officially on the road to 1000. So, Lamont, it's been three years since Andrew Luck retired. Where honestly, besides me, it took the entire sports world in shock. Let's be honest; nobody would have guessed in a million years that Angelo would retire. And I'll never forget this day. My daughters—they say they wanted a cat, so I took them to you know a friend's house, you know, to visit, you know, see a cat. And something tells me check my phone. And when I check my phone, no lie, you, a bunch of my friends, and my notifications are blowing up. I'm like, why is my phone blowing up on a? Saturday night, like I'm at the family home, you know what I mean? Nothing's really going on in my life right now. And I check, Andrew Luck has retired. Lamar Michael, when I saw that notification, my heart dropped down to my ass. And I told my kids, girls, no cat today. We got to go. It's an emergency. And when we get in the car, I tell them, hey, guys, um, please, right now, don't make no noise. I just want to drive in complete silence. I did not listen to the radio, no songs, just drove home. For 10 minutes in complete silence and thinking, is this really real? Am I in the matrix right now? This doesn't feel like real. Like who Andrew Luck is entering his prime to retire out of nowhere? That right there was truly shocking. And then I couldn't sleep that night. Because it's literally two weeks before the season starts. Mm -hmm. My great my, my brain is like, what the hell is gonna happen this season? Like, we're up for a big run this this season. And right right there. That whole season was just, you know, complete shock. Like, it still couldn't believe. Even to this day, it's been three years later, still can't believe Angela retired. Lamont, when you got that notification, what ran through your mind and all that stuff? I was like, Kevin's on suicide watch. <laughs> I check on my friend. Because, listen, if anybody knows, they know how you are about your football. They know how we are about football. And me seeing it, I was just thinking myself, like, hey, wait, two, it was two, – no, it wasn't – What it was 2019, right? Yes. And I'm just like, wow, this 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 has got to be like fake. There's no way we we always knew he was getting beat up and shit, and we were just always like, man, he's tough. And how long can it go on? We always asked, but we never thought like it was gonna be prime Andrew Luck. Just like, yo, I'm done with it. You didn't get me to help. I'm done with it. And I just was like, I seen it, and then I'm like, but let me check. So I go on NFLs. I'm like, man, I gotta get, I gotta get in touch with Kevin because this dude's gonna cut his wrist or something. I'm like, yo, there's no way, like, and like you said, it was literally two weeks before football, so you're already hyped, you're already invested, you're already assuming that, yo, this is our, this, we're gonna make a run, we got a solid team, and then I can't do it no more. And I was just like, I, hey, I wasn't even a Colts fan, and I'm like. I want to I want to punch myself in the dick right now. Like this is unacceptable. Like I was like, yo, I gotta get in touch with Kevin. All right, now I'm just thinking like, you know, we have some friends that are probably just be an asshole to you about it. So at the same time, I'm like, oh, Kev, don't like snap, hurt somebody because you know how people are. They're they're they don't they don't uh, uh they're not accepting of your pain at first. They're like, oh, no, who's your quarterback? Like that's why I waited and I was just like, yo, whenever you want to talk about it, Kev, we can talk about it. <clears throat> and before we move, we move on, guys, I didn't text nobody back that day. I didn't text my mom that day when he texted me, are you okay? Nope. <laughs> I didn't watch Sports Center for almost a couple weeks. 
because I couldn't take, you know, the shockness of Andrew Luck retiring. And before we, you know, we get in more depth into the story, I'm going to give you some injuries that he sustained in the past six years. Torn cartilage in the two ribs, partially torn abdomen, a lacerated kidney that left him peeing blood, one concussion, a torn labor on his throwing shoulder, and a mysterious calf ankle injury that led to him retiring. That right there in a matter of six years, in the first five years, well, for Ryan Grissom, did not get him to help. This is why the title of this story is called Three Years Later, and I still blame Ryan Grissom for Angela's retirement. So the reason why I blame Ryan Grissom for Angela's early retirement, I put 65% of the blame on Ryan and 35% blame on Angela because of Angela's reckless play and wanted to take that big hit, showing that, you know, he is that tough guy. Because, you know, Angela will always take that big hit, but hey, thank you. Thank you for that hit. Good hit. I'm like, dude, like, no. Take the sack slide, get out of bounds, but no, Angelo will fight for that extra five yards where it put him into the unnecessary injuries that he sustained in his career. So deal with the 2012 draft, you know, first year of Ryan Grissom's draft, it was honestly a good job. I give him an A for overall, you know, leaving the Bill, the Bill Polian era in the Peyton Manning era where, you know, he drafted, you know, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Peyton Manning, um, Robert Mathis, Dwight Freeney, Cato June, Bob Sanders, like, Bill Polian knew how to draft, and to leave that and to go to the Ryan Grissom era, I was pretty, you know, what are we going to get? And his first year, I'm not going to lie to you, was an A+. So his first pick was Andrew Luck, obviously, you know, a borderline great starter in the NFL. His second round, we drafted Kobe Flynn, who was a, a solidified good starter in the NFL for a tight end. Number three was Dwayne Allen, who was a second tight end, who was hit or miss. You know, he was really injured, so he didn't really play that much. Number three in a third-round pick, T.Y. Hilton, who became – one of the great franchise wide receivers in the Colts history. He's, to me, he's the third best. All right, after that, we've got Kurt, Josh Kamen, not really much of a starter. Vic Ballard, who was, you know, a great starter that first year and, uh, with the Angel Luck era. And after that, you know, not really much. Our first year, you know, we went 11-5. and Chapagano, you know, had that unfortunate, you know, the, the cancer. Bruce Aaron took over, and the deep ball was truly amazing. And, and with that being said, we went to the playoffs last year, and we lost the eventually Super Bowl champions, Baltimore Ravens. And that right there, I was, you know what? As a Colts fan, we got a good starter core. I'm great, you know, what's going to happen moving, moving for the future. And I'm really excited being a Colts fan. So, Lamont, what's your take on that 2012, you know, draft class? You, it, if Andrew Luck doesn't retire early, you drafted a Hall of Fame quarterback and a receiver that's going to go down in history. Like you said, he's already top three in franchise history. Those two picks, even though you really didn't hit on every other pick, to have two picks of that caliber in the same draft, it's like you said, you got to give them, you got to give them a minimum A. So you drafted Andrew Luck, even though at the time, remember, people wanted Robert Griffin. So you, you, you put your marbles on the Luck side and you hit. And then T.Y. in the third round, that's that's a steal, man. Big time steal. Yes, and these are Lux stats for his first year. 4,300 yards, 23 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. With the 18 interceptions, it was like Angela was throwing the ball a lot and down the field a lot. Unfortunately, we didn't have, you know, much stars out there besides T.Y. and Reggie Wayne. But rookie, he's going to make his mistakes and he's going to learn from them. Yeah. Now, now we go to the 2013 draft where I call it what the fuck class. First round, we draft Groin Weiner. I don't remember him. Hugh Thornton, who was a guard, a decent starter in, in the NFL. Khalil, I mean, Khaled Holmes, a center, wasn't really that good. Hughes, not really that good. John Bolton, I don't remember him. Karen Williams and Justice Cunningham. What in the blue fucking hell are these players? And guess what? The first round pick only lasted three years. The average, all these seven, um, seven picks that we picked only lasted three years in the NFL. Horrible draft class. But once again, Angela showed you that he can carry a no-name team, back-to-back 11-5 and record. And that year, we went to the playoffs, and we beat Kansas City in one of the best games I ever witnessed in my entire life, being down 38-10 in the halftime to come back and one of the best combats of all time. And that right there, 2013, put Andrew Luck on the map. Like, oh, he's good. he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. This coach team right now, 
is built to be winning. Back to back 11 and 5, that's tough to do in the NFL. Let's be honest with each other. Lamont, what's your thoughts on that? I'm just going to say you missed on a lot of big names, such as, right? You missed, you just remind you the year before you drafted two tight ends. So clearly you were looking to solidify that position. <clears throat> you pass on Cordell Patterson, who is all round player. You could use him wherever, one. Uh, Travis Fed Frederick, who was the center for the Cowboys, who was pretty good. He would have helped your line. Zach Ertz. You pass on Darius Slay, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, um, Teron Matthews, and this was the one that stood out to me the, the most, Teron Armstrong, a tackle that the Saints drafted and from the beginning was very good. That's a player that if y'all take, you save luck at least two or three injuries. I mean, you drafted a defensive end who I don't even – I don't think he ever even started for your team. That has to be an F. <laughs> that draft is an yeah, F. Hands down. hands down an F. He went, he went from A, A-plus, to F. He He's already showing you, like, both spectrums of what you can get. So, as a fan, you're like, we need to meet in the middle, buddy, <laughs> because I can't do this. <clears throat> I felt for you. Then after, you know, that epic wild card, which is one of the best wild card games of all time, we played the Super Bowl champions in the Flategate where Patriots just demolished us. But in 2014, what would you do? Start to give, you know, Angela that protection. Start taking that next run, you know, because the past two years, we've from wild card to divisional round. So you see the progression little by little by little. But unfortunately, Angela can only do so much. As of right now, I always told you, Lamont, Angela remind me of the first go around with LeBron James with Cavaliers, where he he could do so much with the talent around him, where at the point like change is needed. Because I can't take this anymore. Now, Lamont, I'm going to year three in the luck era, the 2014. Unfortunately, we don't have a first round pick because we decided to trade for Trent Richardson, the man who can't find a hole to save his life. What in the blue hell was that? But it only gets worse from there. The second round, we jack, we we the the second round, we draft Jack Muhart. He was an okay tackle, but injuries was just derailing that man's career. In the third round, we drafted Dante McAreef. He was okay, but not really a good starter in the NFL. Okay player. After number five, we draft, we draft Jonathan Newsom. Only played two years. Not a good pick. Number six, we drafted Andrew Jackson, linebacker. Only played one year. In the round seven, I can't even say his first name. Only lasted three years. Overall, I give that Jackass a D plus. And now we get to the 2014 season, Lamont. Three straight years, 11 and five. Once again, Andrew is doing. Andrew is doing so much with the talent around him that he's able to give you 11 and five by himself. Just to remind you, if he had a decent offensive line, a decent wide receiving group, a decent running game. Easily a 13-win team. Easily 13. Andrew Luck by himself gave you 11-5 and five wins. And that year, we beat Cincinnati first round, 26-10, with that marvelous play where Angelo was about to get tackled. He throws that deep ball to Moncrief where he goes in touchdown. Marvelous play. Mind you, that whole game, Andrew Luck was running for his fucking life in that entire game. Second round, we, in the divisional round, we played Denver Broncos. The Peyton Manning. Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck outshined Peyton Manning in the division around. Where we go, guess what? To the AFC Championship game, where we face the New England Patriots, who demolished us 45-7. and I recap, guys, I said 2013 was the flake gate, 2014 was the flake gate. And that right there, okay, 2014, we make the championship game, AFC Championship game. What's your mindset as a GM, Lamont, as a coach? What you going to do moving forward in 2015? Um, protection, we... protection, protection. Receivers against the big names, but no. This is what Ryan Grissom does in 2015 offseason. He gets me 
Andre Johnson, who was burnt out already from the Texans, and the aging Frank Gore, who was okay, but he wasn't the Frank Gore of the 49ers. And then little did we know, Lamont, this was the end. But overall, what's your take on 2014 draft class and this season overall? It just it, – I, I, your GM just kept showing you, like, I'm going to have more misses than his. And that his his focus wasn't on getting luck the help luck needed to get over that hump. It was more or less 11-5 and five is a pretty damn good record three years in a row to have as many holes as we have. And we're just going to ride this wave. He's young. He's strong. You know, remember, Andrew Luck was running over people. He was running over people. So he was very strong. He was very talented. He was mobile. In the GM's head, like, he's just like, oh, he got us. It's similar to, like, uh, Michael Vick. You don't get him help, and then you expect to win a Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. And you you burnt out luck. Just like you said, the Texans burnt out Andre Johnson. Use guys burnt out luck. Instead of getting a first-round pick and a young player to possibly protect him or get open for him, you get Trent Richardson. You get old, like, I mean, at some point you have to think about your player's best interest. This is an investment. This is a $100 million man who's winning 11, 11 games a season basically on his own. So why you're not getting him the necessary tools is beyond me. It just makes you wonder, like, damn, what if he would have had a better line? What if he would have had an actual, like, number one big body receiver like a Calvin Johnson. It makes you wonder like we didn't see we didn't see what we we're supposed to see out of Andrew Luck. All right. Lamont, I'm gonna go to the beginning of the end of the Andrew Luck era, the twenty fifteen season. Overall job class, I give this an F plus. And here and here's why. A first round pick to this day I tell you, that pissed me off about Ryan. This is why I said, you know what? At this point, fire him. Instead of giving this man a help, safety help, something, we decided to draft Philip Dorsett in the first round pick. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me, Ryan? I hope you're watching this. You're a piece of shit GM. Second round pick, Dial Smith. Don't even know. Cornerback, I think, for two years. Now, third round, we, we drafted Henry Henderson, defensive end, who was productive. Not great, but productive. I give you that. Number four, Kalen Gathers, safety, injury prone, but he was a decent starter when he did play, I think, five years. After that, I don't know anybody else here besides Denzel, good for a tackle with a seventh round pick, was okay ish. Lamont, remember I told you, we went three straight years, 11 to 5. 2015, we went 8 and 8. And this is where the injuries started to begin. And this is where Andrew Luck tore his labrum on his throwing shoulder. I guess in Tennessee, the first, I think it was the second or third game of the season, and he did not get surgery until January of 2017. So mind you, it's telling that he played 2016 with a torn labrum on his shoulder. Well, Lamont, that was not it though, man. It gets worse. November 2nd, 2015, Against, I believe it was the Denver Broncos, where he suffered a lacerated kidney, multiple muscle pulls in his abdomen, where he missed seven games that year, where he was pissing blood. But mind you, hold up in that game. The 2015 Denver Broncos defense was a great, hard-hitting defense where they won the Super Bowl that year. Mm -hmm. And mind you, I believe in that game we were down. Hold on. Angela, who had, remember, had a lacerated kidney and a tour them, came back and beat that Denver Broncos defense. And won that game. And after that game, I'm like, Angelo's fine. And in the press conference after the game, he looked like he's okay. Next day, I get a notification. Angelo's out for seven games. With a low series of candy where he was pissing blood. Ryan, is that what should I be telling right there? I fucked up. I should have got this man some help on the line. I'm not saying you're going to draft, you know, a great old line. A decent one that could be a top 15. A top 15 is going to get you far in the playoffs and get you wins, not bottom 30. And I blame this on you 
No, not 100. 65. percent Lamar, what's your thought? What's your take on the 2015 draft and the season overall and those injuries I just told you about? I mean, it's like it's like you said. It was the beginning of the end. Um, I feel like luck. He never he never quit, right? So, and wait, whoa, whoa, was was that the year that one player walked off the team, right? Mid game of Vontae Davis. That was the Bills. No, I thought he did that with y'all. No, no, it was the the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, anyway, it's just like showed like luck had so much resolve. And he had an urge to win. And he's fighting through injuries. You would think after someone is pl- pissing blood, you say, we're going to get you the, ne- the necessary help for you to be a great quarterback, uh, an even better quarterback. Uh, let's say a superstar. He was he was, he was, was that guy. So, But it's just like you draft Philip Dorsett when every time New England beats you, it's there just – making luck run wild because you can't block them. So why wouldn't you get protection on the line? You had how many years? And it's like, I know, I know, I know. Um, Luck never even bitched. Not once. Did he complain? And you say 65%. You have to put at least 75 on the GM because it seemed like he didn't give a fuck about him. And and if, if you were a player and, right, he drafts you a wide receiver. A wide receiver that was similar to T.Y. Hilton. Why? In my head as a, a quarterback, I'm thinking, does he want me to succeed? Okay. Now I get injured. Okay, boom, get injured again. Like, now you start thinking, is this for me? Unfortunately, the poor drafting by your GM might have been the reason Andrew Luck only played the seasons he did. Mind you, this is, in 2015, the first time Andrew Luck missed the playoffs. The man started breaking down. And now we go to 2016, Lamont, where I give this draft class a C plus, but it was too late. The first round pick, we drafted Ryan Kelly, a fantastic, great center in his NFL to today. Easy, you say top five. Second pick, TJ Green. Safety was not a really good starter, only lasting in the NFL for three, five years. Then the third pick in the third round, we drafted LeVayman Clark, okay starter, but not a great tackle. And then for the fifth fifth round, Joe Haig, well, who's a decent tackle who, you know, lasted pretty late in the, towards the end of the career. But you see that Ryan Gress started to realize, shit, I need to start getting protection. But unfortunately, it was too late, man. It was way too late. And mind you, that 2016 season, Lamont, he played the entire season with a torn label on his shoulder. That's all I got to say. And that season, we went 8-8 eight and eight again because Angela can only do so much. And then November 20, 2016, another big injury to Angela's career. He gets a big concussion where his head hits the ground so fucking, you see this bounce up so damn hard to the point I'm like, what the fuck else can happen to this man? Where he sits out for a game, where at that time, he was fighting for playoff implications, but that concussion again, took him out, took him out of the playoff cont- contention. Another season wasted of the Angela career. And that 2016, would be the last time we see Angela from about a year and a half. And we missed the playoff the back-to-back seasons, and you can see the decline of the Colts and Andrew Love because Ryan Grinson, so stubborn to draft offensive weapons where demand just needed some protection. I know I'm getting sidetracked right now, but look at the Bengals of Joy Burrow. They went to the Super Bowl with a trash-ass offensive line, and they lost the Super Bowl. What did they do in the offseason? Oh, shit, let's get this man protection before he kills himself and he decides to um, retire early Andrew Love. Simple. Just got to think, man. Don't go outside the boxes and get these offensive weapons for Andrew Love. No, get him the protection. So, Lamont, what's your take on this 2016 draft and the down the downhill of Andrew Lux? I think, I think the 2016 that you said, you you only named one good draft pick. So, again, Andrew Luck is looking at it like um, maybe you're not – like I said, you're, you don't care. It's official in my head now. You don't care – 
and it's like finally you want to draft a tackle. It then it, the two playoffs losses before where the Patriots demolish us wasn't uh, like a sign to like, hey, give me a little help. Because now if you think about it, we go back there. I said to Ron Armstead, that means you got to tackle. It means even if everything plays out the way it plays out, right? At least Andrew Luck feels like, hey, you're trying. Then you get Ryan Kelly. Now your left side of that line is strong with a great center and a great left tackle. If I'm luck, I'm like, okay, I just got to tough it out. We can tough it out. He's showing me he cares. I'm going to keep risking my body. But you're not doing that. When, when you know, as a player, you're thinking like, damn, what are the scouts taught? What are the scouts doing? What is he doing that you're drafting these tackles or offensive linemen early that are nothing, but then not every offensive lineman after that is, you know, does good, like, you didn't have an eye on him? Like, what are we doing? It's just you can see where he wanted to play, but his body's telling him, like, nah, bro, nah, bro. You remember, he's running people over. He's getting hit hard. He's get, taking un- unnecessary hits because of his GM not giving him an offensive line or proper weapons to get the ball out quick. You want to go old players. You want to go the tre- cheap route. I felt like he was trying to take the easy route. Taking the easy route, you lost besides Peyton Man and probably the best quarterback in that franchise history. Yes. So it's like, yeah, you know, and, and you gotta put some on the owner. We're gonna give 10% to him. Fit uh, 15 to luck. Cause it's like, when are you as the owner gonna protect your money too? Andrew Luck is an asset. There's no way in hell I'm going to let my asset be destroyed by a, a GM who's making terrible picks year in and year out. Players that play two years mean in 2013 when he drafted a player that played two years, they didn't make it to 2016 draft. How many players every year do we have to see not make it for you to be like, hey, you're not doing your job? Okay, Jerry Jones Jr.? No, you're not doing your job. We need to get, we need to get a better GM in here. Uh, you know... Again, we if I'm luck, I'm just sitting there at night thinking, like, what else? And now, Lamont, we get to the 2017 season where Andrew Luck misses the entire season. But Jerry Ursay finally grew the balls and decided to fire Ryan Grissom. When I did have it, I know you, I remember I texted you about damn time because it was about damn time you got rid of his ass, all this horrible drafting. You started with an A plus in 2012. And digress, worse, 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 worse. You didn't draft no Pro Bowl since 2012. So 13, 14, 15, 16 was all just misses. Besides Ryan Keller, who we know was a bona fide starter. And that being said, we got Chris Ballard, who turned around the coach franchise with phenomenal, phenomenal drafting. 2016 was 2017 wasn't his best, but it's one of his one of his good ones, though. First round, we drafted Malik Hooker, who was a ball hawk safety but couldn't stay healthy. Unfortunately, we had we cut him, and he went to the Dallas Cowboys. Second round pick, we, we drafted Quincy Wilson. Couldn't get out of his own shell, you know. He, you know, hothead with uh, Chris Ballard in the team. We traded him to the Jets. But then in the fourth round, we drafted Marlon Mack, who was a good running back for his first, I think, second year, where he ran for 1,000 yards in the second year with Jonathan Taylor. That dynamic dude was supposed to be towards Achilles. After that, we drafted Grover Stewart in the fourth round, who became a bona fide starter in the, the defensive line for a franchise, who was very, a good, good starter. And then the fifth round, we drafted Anthony Walker, who gave you, I think, what, four, three straight years of 100 tackles plus. Phenomenal, phenomenal drafting right there. But fortunately, we finished that year four and 12. And that right there, we find Chuck Pagano, which is needed because right there, the franchise was tired of Chuck Pagano, the losing. You know, the pay calling was not there anymore. It was just time for a change. And I was all happy for the changes that happened in 2018. And 2018 was a little too late. But Lamont, what's your take on the 2017 draft? It was a pretty – compared to the uh, three, four years previous, it was an amazing draft. You started to get weapons, you know, not great offensive line, but you were getting weapons in positions who at least help look at that time. But, I mean, once you face a season-ending injury, it don't matter what you draft sometimes. All right, now, Lamont, 
going to the 2018 draft where it was too late. But overall, I give it an A+. Plus. Why? Because Chris Ballard drafted, we could say, arguably potentially two Hall of Famers. For his first pick, he drafted Quentin Nelson, where this man has been a stud, a stud since day one, and has been an all-pro, I think, three times in his first four years. Phenomenal. Then the second round, where people say that worst draft pick in Colts history, worst draft pick in NFL history, the Colts drafted Darius, a.k.a. Shaquille Leonard, who is a turnover machine and knows when to gravitate towards the big moment, where when you need him the most, that's where he shows up. And then who drafted um, Cotillo on Turry? He was okay. Um, Lewis, he's okay de defensive end, but tends to be injury prone. And then we get Darren Sproles 2.0, Naeem Hines, where you give him the ball, he makes – he's going to make a big play, like Darren Sproles did. And after that, finally starters after, the, after you know, the rest of the draft. That year we go 10-6. and six. But we can both remember that year, Lamont, where I was stressed out the first six weeks where we're losing, we're losing, we're losing. Remember that one and five start where I was like, yo, what the fuck? But a, a piece of me was like, you know what? I still believe in Andrew Luck. He's been out the game for a year and a half. Just give him some time, you know, to start getting acclimated to the game again. And we hired Frank right that offseason where it was a match made in heaven. Let's be honest with you. Because Andrew Luck went off, going for winning nine out of ten games to getting us two into the playoffs, where he had his best performance last game of the season to beat the Tennessee Titans to get into the playoffs, where he was just on fire that game, where you saw that year protection. Andrew Luck, like, Andrew Luck is like, I have protection? This is weird. Maybe that's why they were losing so much in the game where he was like, should I be running? I don't know. I don't know what to do with protection. That's how I felt. But once he settled down, everything, that team was just flowing, flowing, flowing. Big game after big game, you know, week after week, you know, clutch picks like Andrew Luck. We get to the playoffs. We destroyed the Texans. In the second round, you know, we lose to the inevitable Super Bowl champions, Patrick Mahomes. And after that season, Lamont, We'll talk about it a little bit, but what's your take on 2018 draft and the season overall? Uh, a plus. Well, your first two picks alone, just you said, arguably to a Hall of Famers. You can't go wrong with that. You finally got him the protection he needed. It was just like, what took so long? That's what I can remember. I remember when you draft when y'all drafted Quentin Nelson. I told you, damn, I felt like he was gonna be the best player to draft. Like you, you, bro, you got you got a great player right now. Like I just have a feeling, like, and he turned out to probably be the best player in that draft because he's a fucking stud. He is, yeah. <laughs> what was it for? Like the first four years of his career didn't allow a sack or some shit. Something, something wild. Yeah, like disrespectful. Like I don't, bitch. You're not letting people like they can't get a sack on you. That's crazy. And then you. We don't got to say much about Darius Leonard. The man had fucking 10 turnovers in, like, the first 10 games. Like, what? What do you – how? Is that even – we're not playing Madden, bro. Chill the fuck out. But, hey, that 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 was a – it's weird because after what happened next, but it was just like, wow, the Colts, the Colts are drafting good now. This is a team you have to watch for. Like, this is going to be a team, like, with Andrew Luck being the quarterback and the way they're drafting – they're going to find a stud every draft. Like, oh, this is a scary team. And little did we know, 2018 was the last time we ever see Andrew Luck. And that 2018 season is the first peak where you can see he's entering his prime. We're about to go in some crazy, crazy, you know, top three quarterback in the NFL possibly. The time was Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Andrew Luck. Carson Wentz at that time, like it was, it was about to be the Angel Luck era. We was heading into that era, and 2019 we drafted um, Paris Campbell. Where I was like, oh man, we're now we're getting weapons. Now we're doing stuff because now we want to match up head to head with the Kansas City Chiefs. Because as of right now, that was our biggest, you know, threat right now was the Kansas City Chiefs. Remember, 
Patrick Mahomes new in a game, him and Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. That was like, holy shit, out the big three. Well, now we got Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hill in, Merlin Mack, Andrew Luck. We're like, oh, man, here we go. This is, you know, the Peyton Manning and Tom Brady rivalry, you know, renewal with, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Luck. And that season, I was telling you, yo, we can, we can do some damage 2019. Like, we got a good squad, man. This is hands down. Remember I told you 2019 was his best team ever. And I was like, man, like, we're going to go deep in the playoffs this year. Yeah. I, I just have a feeling. I told you that all year long. But then that offseason in training camp, well, not yet. I think it was an offseason where he had a, a strap, you know, strain. I mean, calf strain. And it was just lingering and lingering. And then, you know, he just brushed it off and was, you know, still practicing in training camp. Then an ankle injury happened. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I'm, I'll never forget this, you know, moment where I sent you a video on IG where Andrew Luck threw a bomb in the beginning of August. I don't know if you remember that video. I know it was such a long time ago where I was like, oh, he's back. We're good. This season's going to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then August 24, 2019, the biggest drop in sports history, Andrew Luck retires. And to this day, unfortunately, it's been four years and we missed out in pure greatness peak Andrew Luck, it's always going to be what if. What if he was still playing right now? Because as of right now, if he was still playing, we easily have been attended at least a Super Bowl or been to AAC Championship a couple times. That's 100% guaranteed. Anybody can disagree with me, but the AFC was just Kansas City and the Colts because Tom Brady was leaving um, that year after. And with that being said, we've seen peak Patrick Mahomes. With Tyreek Hill and Travis, Travis Kelsey, we never seen peak Andrew Luck with a great offense woman besides T.Y. Hutton. Imagine now with him, with Michael Pittman Jr., Jonathan Taylor, oh my, and those three gigantic tight ends. Oh, my God. Because mind you, remember, when he had Eric Ebron, who was a big tight end, the man had 14 touchdowns. Andrew Luck wasn't going to get playmakers the 2019 season, the 2020 season, and this year, we might not have gotten John Taylor or Michael Pittman, but Chris Battle wasn't going to get him weapons no matter what. Unfortunately, we will never see what could have been with Andrew Luck. Because I guarantee you to this day, in the past four years, we at least been to the Super Bowl or attended the AFC Championship at least twice. That's hands down guarantee. And unfortunately, we don't live in a what-if world. We, love, we live in a what-is world. And we will never see what a peak prime Andrew Luck. Because right now, I think he's only 32. We still had another six years of greatness of Andrew Luck left. If he was still playing out. So we had another eight to ten years. And what would have happened with Frank Wright and Andrew Luck year two together? Remember, that was only year one. They did damage together. Imagine year two and three, the same system. Oh, my goodness. With that being said, guys, since then, we had four new quarterbacks start for us. We have not been able to find that franchise quarterback again where I'm not going to lie with you guys. I was spoiled as a quarterback fan for the Colts. I was very spoiled for Payne Manning. I was guaranteed 12, 12 wins a year. I'm guaranteed 12 wins. The Andrew Luck era, I was guaranteed to 10 plus wins, playoffs here and there. And then with the Chris Ballard and Frank Wright era, I knew he was going to places with this, with this team. And now... This is what I get for being spoiled. I have not had a franchise <laughs> quarterback. It's, I'm, I'm being serious, man. 2019, we had Jacoby Percet, where he started 5-2. and two. We was like, okay, not missing. we've not really been missing the beat. But after that, the NFL caught up to Jacoby. He got injured. We fell down towards the end of the season. Then after that, the coach felt like, you know what? We're a quarterback away from going to the playoffs in the Super Bowl. We began Phillip Rivers, where I was like, ooh, Okay, somebody get the ball off, somebody's been experienced. That's hands down, that 2020s team was one of my, I, I can say to this day, a top five favorite Colt team of all time. Because that team was gritty, didn't give up, and just can score at any given will. And Philip Rivers was fantastic. And then last year, we get Carson Wentz. At first, I'm like, I, I, there's videos of, of, me, of me even saying this. Carson Wentz and Frank Wright together, match made in heaven. He had his, you know, offensive coordinator where, where he had his best statistical season of all time. 
you know, Carson Wentz was, you know, struggling for the past couple of years with the Eagles, and maybe, you know what, Frank Reich can fix that again, and we'll get back, you know, the old Carson of the 2017 and 2018. But unfortunately, Carson Wentz was a shell of himself. He got two injuries caught up to him again, COVID, not making the, the right plays, going for the big bombs, missed the playoffs, and he choked as a team and Carson Wentz in the final two games of the season. Where this year, again, we go for another quarterback with Matt Ryan, who I personally feel like, I'll, we'll talk more in the next episode. This is going to be like the 2020 season with Philip Rivers, where he's going to be the ball out, accurate, and going to be, you know, back to a gritty team again. Overall, it sucks that, you know, because I watch Angel Love playing in Stanford. Because at the time, 2011 season, I'm like, all right, the Colts are probably going to let go of Peyton Manning. They're going to probably want to move on with the first round, you know, pick of the draft. We're moving on. So I was like, I need to start looking at quarterbacks, you know, at the time. And I'm like, I fell in love with Andrew Luck at Stafford. I'm hearing his name. This guy's big, tackling linebackers and stuff. I'm like, what? And I followed his entire career. I saw that Andrew Luck play three times in my life. All three games were fantastic. And I was, you know, invested in Andrew Luck and Colts even more as I got older. And unfortunately, you know, we never see the peak of Andrew Luck. And it sucks because, you know, Ryan Grinson, you piece of shit. Ryan Grinson, you piece of shit, you couldn't protect the franchise quarterback. If you would have protected him, he would still be in the play for us today. And you might, your, your bum ass might have, have a job still if you would have protected him. Your bum ass. <laughs> but overall, Lamont, what's your take of, you know, Andrew Luck retiring and all this stuff? And, you know, do you feel like, do we miss peak and all that stuff? We definitely miss peak Andrew Luck. Um which was probably which is which is saying a lot, bro. I feel like I missed peak Andrew Luck when I felt like him not being peak was a lot of quarterbacks peak. Like if a lot of quarterbacks would have did what he did, you're you're telling oh he's the bona fide star, he's a superstar. Um, I felt like a lot of people took Andrew Luck for granted. The injuries caught up to him. Um, when you get seven injuries in six years, bro, you know that's your body breaking down, uh, feeling like your GM doesn't have your back, you know, it's a lot that plays into it. Um, you touched on it, Frank and him at first, it's one in five, but it, you could tell it wasn't, it was just, oh, we're not comfortable. Like, not them, but him, like, it looked off. And I remember us talking like, yo, he just doesn't seem comfortable. And Kevin, you said, he's getting protection. He don't know how to act. So he wants to like do shit and then it's not the way you have to do it anymore. Um, I remember before the before he retired and you said you were like, yo, this year we're gonna be in the Super Bowl. Like year two, there's not gonna be no hiccups to start the season. We're we've gotten better. Um players, if the players progress like any better than what they were, we're we're solid. And I I was like, Nah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You look great. Just like I felt at the time, like, hell, both our tag, we might, we might meet. We might meet if we do what's right. And then it was out of nowhere. Like, I remember him being hurt. I remember the, the injury because I sent you the one injury. You sent me the other one. And then I was just like, yo, it's weird that, like, they're not really talking about, like, how long. And you were like, you did send me the one pass, and you that's when you were like, nah, he's and I'm like, nah, something's not right though. Like he's getting hurt. And they started being secretive. But I think a big part was wasn't his wife having a baby? And I felt like Andrew Luck was at a point in life was like, you know what? I don't want to be in a wheelchair or concussed for the rest of my life and not remember my kid's name or not remember memories with my kid. And I think that was the really the deciding factor because I think he knew, like, I think it took him so long because he didn't retire until the baby was almost born, right, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Like so that. I think it was, like, in his head, like, yo, I'm going to get my ring and then I'm going to raise my kid. But as it got closer, you know, an intelligent mind, when you're alone, your your mind races. And he was probably, like, my kid or football. That's how I see it. Prime Andrew Luck was like, do, do I give them probably a top five quarterback of all time and risk not being able to, you know, do things with my kid or do I just start my family? 
And I think, you know, he did what was best for him after all these injuries. And I salute him for it. I just only only thing I blame him for is not speaking up. He could have went to the owner. He could have went to the GM and been like, listen, we're going to we're going to do this or I'm going to have to go. Um, him and, and, you know, two weeks before the season was tight harsh. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty that was pretty ruthless, man. I, I was worried for you. I'm like two weeks. God, like who's going to quarterback for you? You know, but. We definitely miss Prime Andrew Luck. I feel like the little the little sample that we saw was enough to tell you he was he was gonna he was gonna be the biggest quarterback in, in my opinion. Uh, he had the arm strength, he had the accuracy, he had the mobility, he had the the intelligence. Injuries, injuries. We talk about it all the time. The injuries just broke him down. Literally to the point where mentally he was like, you know what? Fuck you, NFL. I'm out of here. That's what it came down to. But you definitely hit it on the mark where I'm not disagreeing with Angela's retirement. If you're all about your family, health first, your mental health first, I am 100% all for it. You want to be there for your daughter, your family, 100% for it. I'm not blaming Angela for retiring. I'm, like I said, I blame 30% on him, you know, for taking unnecessary hits, you know, one of the truck linebackers and all this stuff. And I blame on the previous GM, Ryan Grissom, where you didn't protect your quarterback. And for this, you know, you sabotage, you know, future greatness of Andrew Luck and, you know, what Colts could have been. And I commend Andrew Luck taking his, you know, body health first, you know what I mean? And it's his family too, because Andrew Luck even said it, I'm not going through this rehab process again. This shit took a toll mentally on me. Like, I'm not going through it again. I'm not doing it. And, I, I, you know, I understand that because, you know, we never played the game of, you know, football in a high level. That stuff. So we understand that, you know, the hits, you know, the grind, you know, all that stuff. It, it takes a toll on somebody mentally and their body as well, too. And he was just tired, tired. Ryan Grissom, you just got this man a fucking line. A fucking line and got him some protection. And that was it. He will be here to this day. And to this day, fuck you. <laughs> I got one more thing. We should, we should, uh, we should, uh, they should have made Ryan Grissom take some of the hits Luck had to take. Oh, hands down. They should have literally tied him up to one of them dummy machines and let players hit him the way I feel like he neglected Andrew Luck. I really do. And, um, I feel like when you do something like that, you deserve the same punishment. Pussy tie, tie him up and let play. When you're pissing blood, he's lucky Andrew Luck didn't attack him. I would have probably attacked him, bro. That's that's scary. And two things you hit on as well, too. Andrew Luck should have spoke up more. Yes. After, I say, the 2015 season where you're in the AC Championship game after that, you know, you feel like, you know, I'm a star in the NFL now. I have a voice now. Voice your frustration to the owner. All these NBA players, NFL stars, they do it now, too. Andrew Luck, nobody's going to look at you differently for speaking up. They probably commend you more because I know players that are in the cult organization had to be like, yo, Angela, speak up, man. Tell you need fucking protection. Like, I shouldn't even be here right now. Speak up. Trade my ass over to somebody. Like, <laughs> do like tell these people that you need protection. Maybe that kind of falter plays a, a factor now well too. That you know what? Oh, Angela's fine. He's not saying nothing. Uh, we'll, we'll just get these, you know, bullshit as you know, players. And in my opinion, the second thing what you said as well, too, is Two weeks before the season, at a point, Angela had to know maybe beginning of the summer where the injury is still lingering around, or maybe July is like, you know what, this ain't for me. I'm going to retire, and maybe have a team meeting in the middle of the summer. Hey guys, this is it for me. Two weeks before the season starts, not really a fan of that. Granted, I, dude, take what you know. What's the point? Your health, your family. I hundred percent agree with that, but before the season starts. I'm, I can't agree with that, man, just because, you know, your 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 teammates, your, you know, your brothers are getting ready for war. The NFL season is a war, man. The grind is crazy. You know, they put everyone's winners work in, all that stuff. I would at least tell them in training camp, guys, I'm done. Or I would have took, you know, the first six weeks of the season off, see what could happen, come back, and try to ride it out at the 29th season. After that, end it for two weeks. Ah, man, that that's a tough one. It, it, it's a pick and choose your poison, you know what I mean? It, it's hard right there. It's super hard. It's super hard, especially imagine 
he probably was fighting with that so hard to stay in. Mm-hmm. And we don't know. He could have had a relapse in and and rehab and been like, you know what, this is it. I can't do it no more, yeah. man. Like. Like we don't know because that injury, and I and I'll say it to this day, that was one of the most weird injuries ever because it was like they try to make it like it was nothing. And if you want to be uh honest, isn't it like what happened with Wentz where Wentz got hurt for you guys? And it's like, oh, it's nothing, and then it's oh no, it's both, it's both feet. And then you're like, wait a minute, How? but you're not really they're not really telling you stuff. So it's like like you start to wonder, like, why, why did they not treat it better did are they doing a boston celtics and not caring about the injury or are they just genuinely not in the loop like oh well it should be fine he's just just a, this is a little, little pain nothing crazy you know that's questions that i have as a fan because i'm sitting here like well he was just fine a week ago literally and now he has a, a calf and an ankle injury like he's not getting hit at practice he's not running around crazy so it don't make sense but we definitely miss Prime Andrew Luck. Yes, and before I end this, guys, three years later, and I still blame you, Ryan Grissom. Once again, fuck you. But before we end this, guys, please comment below and let me know what you guys thought of the Andrew Luck retirement. Do you blame Ryan Grissom like I do? And Lamont does as well, too. And how much percentage did you give um, Andrew Luck fall as well, too? And, you know, what's your take on these horrible draft picks as well, too? Because there was some real shitty draft picks between, you know, 2013 and 2016, where it was really, really bad. And before we end this, guys, you know, this is, you know, what we're going to do moving forward with the Colts Eagles show. Like, we want to, you know, give you more content, more depth stories that, you know, maybe next time my mom will talk about the T.O. situation with him, you know, working out in the drive yard. <laughs> or, you know, let's forget it, like, historical four straight NFC championship games, something that has not been done in a very, very long time too, as well, too. So we want to give you more in-depth stories as well, too, when it comes to our teams. And as always, Lamar, where can they find you at? Probably the Culture Talks on Facebook and YouTube. Also hit that subscribe button. We're fishing on the road to 1,000. This is the Colts Eagles show. <laughs>